This is so common for business owners where so much money is coming out, but there's so much more going out and there is this cash flow restriction and they're stressed out, they're frustrated, they don't know what to do and they just think that working harder is gonna solve that problem and most of the time it doesn't actually causes more problems. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur where I share mindset, lifestyle and business hacking tips, tools and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Truva Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people are gonna waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, today let's talk about one of the most craziest patterns that happen in business. So many business owners go through it. It's crazy and so many business owners are just absolutely stuck. They're burnt out, they're stressed out, they're tired. This thing here is gut-wrenching for the majority of them and they just don't know what to do. They're swimming their ass off and they're not getting anywhere and they're almost drowning. So let's talk about it. It's cash flow restriction in the business where, you know, there's a lot of cost, there's a lot of expenditure, money's coming in, but there's also a lot going out. And for most business owners, it's just like spinning the plates. They're trying to keep everything up, trying to keep juggling everything. But at the same time, things are crashing, things are falling down around them. There's a lot of uh, operational ineffectiveness, a lot of inefficiencies. There can be high staff turnover. There can just be so many problems that are happening in the business. And for for most business owners, it's it causes a loss of sleep, causes burnout, it causes high levels of stress. I've seen it that it leads to alcohol addiction or alcohol high levels of alcohol consumption or alcohol abuse. I've seen it where there's a lot of drug abuse as well, where some business owners start using drugs to keep themselves awake in order to try and deal with everything or in order to just try to escape everything and it can cause a lot of problems in the long run. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about how we deal with this situation. So the first thing is, you have to backtrack to really figure out what the problem is. And what I find is that too many business owners are trying to solve too many problems at the same time. You know, I was trying to solve cash flow problems. I was trying to solve marketing problems. I was trying to solve, you know, team problems. I was trying to solve recruitment problems. There was just so much stuff going on and it was overwhelming. I was stressed out. I was running around like an absolute dickhead trying to do everything. I would flip out at people because I felt like no one in the team was helping me. It was like I was carrying around, you know, a 300 kilogram backpack. And every time someone came to me, it was like, hey, Michael, I've just got this little thing that I need your help for. But they didn't realize that they were adding a one kilogram plate onto the 300 kilograms that I already had on my back that felt like it was crushing me. I was losing sleep. It was just an absolute shit place to be in. And I just see so many business owners go through it. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them don't really do the things that they need to do in order to try and solve the problem. And if we backtrack, the first thing that needs to happen is you've got to really define what the problem is. Now, if there's a cash flow problem, you need to again backtrack. Like saying it's a cash flow problem is one thing, but why? You've got to keep asking the question, why? So why is there more cash flow going out than coming in? Or why is there a lot of money coming in, but at the same time, almost the same amount going out? Is it that your margins are really shit on jobs? Is it that there is a lot of operational inefficiencies that are going on in your business? Is there a lot of dumb stuff that's going on? Like, is there no inventory, uh, you know, like is no one tracking inventory? And so therefore, you know, some of the boys are taking home extra 
for electrical wire and stuff like that, which definitely happens in trade-based businesses. You know, is it those things? Is it that just the team don't know what to do? And so they're sitting around trying to do things, but at the same time, they're making a lot of mistakes and causing a lot of problems in the business. And they're just operating ineffectively because they don't really have any guidance or leadership. There can be so many things that that could be from. If we're going back to cash flow problems, it's really, you know, are you selling enough? Are you selling enough at a high enough margin? Those are the two things. Like if your sales suck in general, then you're going to have low cash coming in or not enough cash coming in. And then number two, if you're not the best at sales, you may not have a big enough margin. Now, what I find in the majority of businesses is because most business owners don't know their market wedge and they don't know their point of difference and they don't know what value that they're creating in the industry and they haven't really spent the time to work through this, they might be just price competing with everyone else in their industry. And when I have trade-based businesses, especially like this happens in their in, in the building industry more than I've seen in other industries where people go to them and say, I need a quote. But what they're doing is they're essentially price shopping. The only reason why they're price shopping is because no one has really done a good job of branding in their industry. And so that happens quite a lot. And then I hear them complain and bitch and moan and say, well, you know, it's the customer's fault. It's not the customer's fault. I mean, some people go out and they'll spend another thousand dollars on a computer just because it's got an Apple logo on it. It's easy to use. They want to feel like it's part of something. They feel like Apple is quality. That's all marketing. That's marketing, branding, all of those things, it doesn't necessarily mean the computer's better. It just means that Apple have done a better job than most other providers out there, which is why they can charge $1,000 more. But when I have a look at so many businesses in their industry, they go, yeah, but we do a better job. And I go, yeah, but your customer doesn't know that because everyone says that. So what are you doing to differentiate yourself in a marketplace? So that could be part of the problem. Um, if you're just getting price shoppers and you're just getting people to quote, it is an automatic sign in the majority of cases that your brand is so poor in your industry. And then most of the time when I go check out their Facebook page, it's the same shit that everyone else in their industry is doing. It's just the same and it's so boring. I've seen people grow their margins massively after coming to our business growth odyssey the event that we run, which is a year-long program where we catch up every 90 days with business owners. We spend time with them and help them to create their market wedge and help them to understand their sales process, their marketing process, their leadership, their hiring strategies, all of those things that they need to grow their business because this is so common. And unfortunately, the majority of business owners just go, well, in order to solve our cash flow issues, we just need to get more work in. What they don't realize is that if you're doing a job and you've got 1% margins and you win another job, all that it means is you're gonna get another 1% margin. That's not really gonna solve the cash flow issue. You're just gonna get another 1%. When really you need to be getting 10, 20, 30% margins on jobs in order to try and really you know, help with the cash flow issue so that then you've got enough cash consistently sitting around where you can focus on growth. And that needs to be done in a very intelligent way because again, a lot of business owners focus on grow, 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 grow. But when you focus on growth, it chews up a lot of cash. I just remember hearing years ago, every stage of a business is essentially like a child growing up. And at first, if you've got a startup business, they all they do is they eat cash and they just shit out problems. So when you're starting a business, it's eating cash and it's shitting out problems and the only reason why you're doing it is because you love it. Then as the business grows, it starts walking on its own two feet, but it falls over a lot. And that's where you start getting other people in the business. Then as the business grows and it gets to a teenager, it starts looking after itself, but it can get a bit out of control. And that's where business owners sort of think the business is going really well and they piss off for a month on holidays and they start blowing a heap of cash. But that can really cause the business to just 
almost destroy itself. So you've got to be aware of all these stages in the business and in the business growth cycle and where you're at because they create really predictable problems. They create really predictable solutions as well. And so you've just got to know what they are. And we go through these quite a lot at our business growth odyssey for that reason. First of all, you've got to define the problem. You have to understand, is it a sales problem? Is it just a margin problem? Is it that you're not negotiating deals with vendors and stuff like that to try and squeeze some margin there? Is it that you've got a whole bunch of unproductive staff? Do you have poor management? There can be so many issues that are going on. The other thing that can happen as well is that a lot of business owners get caught out because they focus on their growth and they're not really focused on the margin. So they focus on the money coming in, but they don't really understand all the other the really important parts of what's going on in their finances as well. Normally they're working, they might be working with an accountant that is just trying to save them tax, but doesn't really understand how to optimize the performance of the business and the business finances. It's one thing to be an accountant and to understand tax law and make sure that you're not going to go to jail for you know infringing upon tax or avoiding tax. But at the same time, if you've got a really good accountant, they should be helping you to minimize tax, understanding tax law, helping you to understand all the data that's coming in as well so that then you can squeeze money out of other things that you might not be aware of as well. There's so many things that can happen if you've got a good accountant as well and a good bookkeeper and they're all working together to help the business to grow. So that's, I think, you know, I didn't want to get too deep into this conversation, but I just had a question that was asked from one of our community members, not from someone who's part of our Odyssey program, but from someone who is in our No BS Business Hacks group on Facebook, where they said, you know, cash flow is a massive problem because there's just so many outgoing costs and not enough money's coming back in. And so they're flat out, but at the same time, they can't take on more work because everyone is just flat strap. And so there's just other underlying problems that are going on. And yeah, I really want to talk about it because it's so common in businesses. But the best thing you can do is create your market wedge, which means getting in there, understanding your point of differences, identifying your culture and what's the difference and why does it separate you from all the other vendors? And you can't say dumb shit that most business owners do like, we've been around for 20 years because your customer doesn't give a shit. You can't say things like lowest price because when you do that, you're price competing again. And it's there can only be one cheapest business in every area or every niche. And that's a fast track to the bottom. Unless you're doing huge, huge volume or huge turnover, you can't do that. And so most businesses will just go broke if they're always going on cheapest price. You have to make sure that you're attracting the right customers that are gonna pay you well and make sure that you have other points of differences that are really easily identifiable on your Facebook page, on, on Google, on all that stuff on your website, because then that way at least the customer goes, I get these people. And also there's so many ways that businesses can add value and build amazing communities, but most don't do it because 99.999% of uh, businesses in their industry don't do it either. It's, it's crazy. It's There's so much money being left around, but most business owners don't do it because number one, they don't commit the time. Number two, they don't commit the money to learn this stuff. And so most business owners have a skill set problem and they also have a, psycho, a psychology problem where they just keep doing the same shit they've always done, which help grow the business, but it won't help them grow to the next level. So they just get stuck and they end up with these huge glass ceilings, this huge amount of stress, they're not getting the growth, but at the same time, there's all this stress and pressure and it just becomes really, really, really frustrating. It's almost like they're drowning and they've got weights holding their legs down. People can turn out to be really self-destructive. If this is you, really think about your market wedge, hugely important. Number two is make sure that you're differentiating yourself on your social media platforms, on your website, on Google, everything like that so that customers clearly define what you do differently than everybody else so they'll pay you more as well for the value adds that you offer. And when I say value adds, it doesn't mean you've always got to give extra stuff. It just means that you have to be more valuable than others in your industry. Like for us, you know, I get asked a lot, 
you know, why do you charge so much? We offer so much more value than a lot of other our other competitors as well. And that's important to some people. So first of all, you get exclusivity because a lot of our events are more exclusive. You know, if you want to be one of my one-on-one clients, that exclusivity, I only take on really 10 clients per year maximum if they're doing a yearly program with me. So they're going to be one of a select group of people. I also charge a crazy amount for to be able to do that. And sometimes it means that I own part of their business. So I get a percentage shareholding of growth. So that makes me want to work harder and everything like that. But also I take those high net worth earners and then help them out and give them connections and stuff like that that they may not have before, which then allows them to grow not only their business, but also their networks and things like that which for them it can be quite a lot so that's number one number two is like with our business growth odyssey you're hanging out with other business owners who are like-minded we go out for dinner we hang out and it's a really amazing community of people well providing you like coffee and steak and you know a glass of wine and, and a beer or something like that um i personally don't really drink a lot but uh you know some of the other guys and girls do they don't mind pumping out a bottle of wine and having a nice steak or, or a nice feed we got for Chinese and stuff like that after some of the events. So we have a really amazing community, which is really tight, you know, is really quite tight. And a lot of the business owners in there do business with each other and help each other's businesses to grow. They help their networks and all that sort of stuff. So what price do you put on that? You know, when, you, when a lot of people go to other events, they never get to hang out with the speaker. They never get to hang out with the business owner. I don't know why, but for me, I love doing that stuff. I love hanging out with our community, providing that they're driven and they want to get somewhere and they want to achieve things. You know, I wouldn't do it normally in one day events where, you know, we get a lot of people who, it could be tie kickers and shit like that. But at, at my high end events, like I'm always hanging out with the community because I know that's a value add in itself. Also, like in our business odyssey, they have direct access to me through an app that we use. So therefore they can message me, I was going to say any time of day, but they can't because there is a time where I sleep and I turn my phone off, but they can message me throughout the day. And if, you know, if I'm available and not coaching someone or whatever, I'll normally get back to them within an hour or two and I can answer their questions or I can flick them stuff that they need. So there's all of those extra things that are value adds and add-ons, not to mention the knowledge and the research and all that stuff that I've done. But everyone in my industry says that they are all the smartest and they're all the best and they've got the latest shit. So I can't really use that as a point of difference and a differentiator because everybody says that, but it's those other things that most people don't really know unless they get on a phone call or something like that. And then I can show them the extra value that then makes sense to want to pay more for our products and services. And also what it does is when I get paid well, it also opens up and frees up a lot of my time where I can give more to the community. And so that way they get more business growth and all that sort of stuff. So you really want to think about those points of differences and how you value add because it doesn't always have to be by reducing price or by giving more services that are expensive. You know, for our community, a lot of them keep rejoining our programs because the community is so awesome and they get to hang out with people that they normally would never hang out with if they weren't part of that community. We had a guy uh, the other day who, um, you know, he went out during one of our events. He actually asked me, he said, do you have any tips for sales and negotiation? I had a quick chat with him and then I said to everyone in the class, do you mind if I share this stuff? And so I shared some of the sales and negotiation tactics that I've learned over the years. And he was looking for a $3 million investment out of this client and he popped out of the room for about 20 minutes. I was walking into the bathroom and I saw him come out and I said, how did you go? And he said, I fucking crushed it. And I said, what happened? And he said, I was only asking for $3 million and I got 11. And so, you know, being part of a community where you see shit like that happen at our events is pretty wild. And then that was great because then other people who are in that event who've never been around that sort of money were able to learn some of those tactics. And also they were able to learn from him what he did in order to do that. So that wouldn't happen, you know, in a lot of other communities. So if this is you really think about your market wedge, think about your point of difference, 
Think about how you market that throughout your social media platforms or your websites. Also think about the extra value that customers can have, not just, you know, not I don't want you to think that you've got to do the stuff that I do, but you've got to think about your industry and what you can do. And especially if you're in a trade-based industry, I could tell you right now, I could add millions of dollars onto the bottom line or even the top line of your business just by making it more community feel and getting that market wedge right, which most business owners won't commit to because they're looking for immediate gratification where if they just work harder, they make more money. But that stops working, especially as you scale a business. Sometimes you've just got to put in the effort to do things a little bit differently, and that's where all the money comes in. Anyway, I hope this helps driven mofos. I really want to share this. If you haven't jumped across to our Facebook group, the No BS Business Hacks group, I've been dropping bombs in there every day. So hop in there. I've just added a whole bunch of other trainings in there. So um, please jump in there. Go and check it out. All you need to do is go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in No BS Business Hacks, and you'll see it pop up. Join the group, it's free. Also, if you're a business owner and this stuff's resonating with you, with you, there's an opportunity to book a call. I normally have a couple of hours per week that I allocate to the community. So you're able to book a call with me if you wanna discuss some of this stuff um, and we can sort of figure out what we need to do in your business and put together a bit of a game plan. So I know normally just have 30 minute, uh, I call them coffee calls. We can go through and create a bit of a strategy. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you're having a great day. Keep crushing it, keep kicking goals. And I look forward to seeing you in the No BS Business Hacks group. Or if not, on the next episode. Take care, Driven Mofos. Have a great day.